Hello and welcome to the Fire Up Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Trapin. I'm so thrilled to share a new mini-series here on the podcast called Spill the Tea. Join Molly McKinley and me for conversations about being intentional and confident in uncertain times and beyond. Molly is the CEO of Intentionalities and host of the Afternoon Tea Podcast. So in honor of our shared love of tea, pull out your sassiest teacup, brew your favorite tea blend, snuggle into your coziest spot, and listen in on this hour of togetherness. Get ready to hear us sharing ideas too, best practices around, and of course, highlighting our favorite people, brands, and initiatives, positively serving humanity, and sprinkling joy over their slice of the galaxy. Without further ado, let's spill the tea. Hello world, we're back. Uh, it, we, we weren't here last week and I missed that. However, we did have fun shenanigans through our avatars on our woman up island. We were standing on, on top of buildings and dancing. Fun. I know, I just, I loved it. It was so good. There were a couple of moments, um, you know, that were really, truly heartwarming. And um, I'm like, even if we're in avatar bodies, I'm just glad to be part of this collective body um, that the Women Up community. Yeah, I think that, I think people were shocked at how much emotion they felt yeah. through the avatar. And even though I kept saying it, even though I'm like, I will not lead you astray, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. This is not, yeah. I am not a wolf in sheep's clothing. Uh, it was still really hard for so many people to actually understand what it was going to be like. And I feel like people are just, were just moving so fast that they didn't go in and contest it out first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so many people, I mean, my phone was on fire all week, all mm -hmm. through the weekend, people going, I'm so glad I did not, not show up. Yeah. Because there were people who, I mean, even in the stream, it's, the things we wanted to avoid this year, which were, you know, people saying, oh, I wish I would have been there. And, oh, I wish my friend would have been there. You know, we try to mitigate that with keeping the prices 59 bucks and, and doing the squads and all the things. But there was that that un, untamable beast called self-limiting thoughts that kept people away because they thought they were too old or they were, you know, or they were too tech uh, scared, mm -hmm. <laughs> trying, to get, trying to get where they were scared of the tech. And now they're like, Oh man, I wish I would have gone. Is there a replay? I'm like, you can't really replay that. Mm -hmm. Like sure. You could watch the sessions, but you can't, it's really hard to replay that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Well, I think Sherry Chris said it great. Um, when she was on, on her panel and that was like, at that point there was like, I think like almost 400 women or something in avatar bodies, like attending that session. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, that's pretty amazing that 400 women are sitting here in avatar bodies who have figured it out and who were there to show up, you know, yes. um, come hell or high water. Right. Um, right. So it was just like, I'm going, I'm going to figure it out. So, well, and you know, we ended up having, uh, like 803 people registered yep. and they're still trying to figure it out like the percent of people like addresses that actually like did the download and this, like we're getting all of that. But I feel like I saw a good number of those people. Yeah. I feel like I, 
engaged with, or at least, you know, taught them how to run in their little avatar body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I did, I don't know if you saw, I haven't really shared many of my photos yet. I'm kind of pushing pause on all, a lot of the sharing until I'm on vacation later this month. Okay. So that I can do all of the things that I need to get done so that when I'm on vacation, I can be on vacation, mm, yeah, you know, that. not thinking about work. Uh, but we, my husband and I were like the last two people in woman up world, right? Okay. There was one concierge and uh, Jonah, for those uh -huh. of you who met Jonah, you know, Jonah. Jonah. And, and he was like power boating around with someone. I don't know. I don't know if she's not concierge or if she, they were like on a date. She wasn't part of woman up. So he might've had a, a buddy and I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they were zooming around and we, we found a hack. We found this weird hack. And so as an admin, I was able to climb, like, you know, climb up on stages and stuff. Like it was yeah. part of the, the admin capability. Yeah. But I literally was, I climbed higher than the skyscrapers, Molly. That's awesome. I saw, I actually saw one of those pictures and it was yes. really cool because you were like standing in a cloud. Yes. I think I said, I texted it to you. I didn't post it, but I thought, oh, I need to send this to Glenn yes. <laughs> and say, look. I can help you take this space to 11 because it was so fun. And, and my husband was down like waving at me and pretty soon he was just this little tiny like pin drop. <laughs> and he was taking pictures of me in the sky. And all you could see at one point was my little white shoes. But that was such a great week. You know, I, I loved all the different styles of talks. I loved all the different topics. I, I mean, I love so much of it. I'm, Working on doing my blog recap. Hopefully you are too. Yes, I have that on my list. And uh, I'd love to get Lori and Christy as well. I mean, I was able to pop in on their sessions both days, but I obviously didn't stay. Yeah. Um, and so we're kind of rallying, wrangling all of the voices who were leading the sessions to get their, you know, three to five highlights in each. And then, you know, we'll slowly send those out. But the deeper stuff, the, the resources and and all of the book lists and all of that, we're going to keep that for the people who attended. We're yeah. going to, you know, keep that sacred. They they paid to be there. They took the time out. They they dressed their avatar. Some people changed three, four, five times a day. I didn't, <laughs> but, I didn't but that's only because when I go to real conferences, I have my conference outfit. You know, I yes. have my, you, I've been looking the same for the last six years. Maybe I'll switch it up with some Levi's. And the black shirt, but usually black pants, black shirts, black boots. That's that's all I do. So yeah, and it was perfect. Like I, yep. They did not have any goddess gowns in the closet, shockingly enough. Frankie, so I could not wear a Frankie. Uh, but I pretty much dress like I normally do too. Either some sort of a hat, some sort of glasses, well, some sort of black. Like not only as an attendee, it was emotional, right? I was surprised at how emotional some of the sessions were, and there were people who like just absolutely. Um, just captivated the virtual stage. I mean, Nita Desange comes to mind, um, was one for me that just really spoke to my heart. But um, obviously yours, you know, I had goosebumps, like my arm hair was like standing on edge. Um, but as a sponsor, you know, we had such incredible exposure and buzz, you know, any tech vendors out there who were determining or trying to decide whether or not this is something that they wanted to participate in, or if you can actually still get exposure in a virtual world, um, the answer is, is, you know, an astounding, absolutely yes. Um, so that was money well spent. So, um, you know, so that, thank you feel that way. Yeah, 
So that was that was great. Well, and, you know, I think that inside that world, it was a lot of that was us asking the questions like what's possible mm -hmm. because we aren't the what's what does it look like right out of the box kind of community, right? It was like what what are the bells and whistles that not everyone uses? Like yeah. let's use those. And yeah. that was really fun. That the expo hall, what a stitch. Yeah, like, that expo hall was neat. I mean, I really feel like if if we ever have to use anything like that again, now actually seeing it and experiencing it, because we did not, they did not tour us through that space. Yeah. Like we didn't know we had it until we arrived and like and did the tour. Like they were like, oh yeah, there's like this virtual virtual booth. And we're like, virtual booth, like what is that? Like, okay, well, let's see it. And then we walked in and we're like, what the what? Like I absolutely had a, if had I had a week, I'm yeah. pretty sure I could have sold every single one of the largest layout of that because it was so awesome. I loved Rate My Agents booth. I had so much fun decorating that one. Uh, but well, everybody who had a mission. The woman up community, right? Like that was the part that was so powerful. And again, we talk about alignment where, you know, you align your dollars with the things that you care about. And I think that's the reason why that Rate My Agent booth looked so, so awesome is because it was the faces of the women, you know, who are part of the Undisruptible campaign who, you know, and it, and it was just, that's why it works, you know? So you don't just hack something together. It, it requires that extra layer of thought and intention. Yes. Um, so. Agreed. Agreed. So that, that was a lot of fun. And I, I look forward to reading everyone's three to five bullets, right? Because we're thinking, and we have like 82 voices. Wow. <laughs> it's so funny. Sarah and I were like, this year we're going to cap it at 50. And then it went virtual. I'm like, Let's go again, 82. So eight, 82, even if everybody does three, right? That, that'll be nearly be two, what, 250? Yes. <laughs> Bullet points, that'll be so much fun. So I look forward to that. Um, yeah, I mean, I miss my avatar, I have to be honest. <laughs> it was cute, I loved it. I miss her, I miss her little white hat and her little white glasses and white boots that never got dirty. <laughs> <laughs> It's so Black Mirror. Anyways, so uh, uh, today I, I want to share that I am sipping my uh, from my grandpa's cup. Oh, I love that one. This is yes, this was my grandpa's, and I am sipping this, which you sent me last week, the wellness tea. Oh, there I is. love it so much. Yeah, I I just I love the the way that it smells. It's so calming. I mean, I don't know a better word than it just feels so calming. I think that's probably the lab mirror in there, but it's so delicious and it's the prettiest color. Yeah. It's like wheat, peat, like a light pink wheat. Yeah, I that's one of my favorite blends too. I um actually you're gonna laugh when you see this because you know I, I like I like to really go for it, but I have this really cool contraption. Oh yay! Is that a bodum? Yeah, it's uh, it is exactly. So, um, you know, I have the I'm steeping the tea in this, so then I can have, like, in this little cup is, um, yeah, this is just like a little hand done pottery, um, but I actually was gonna do wellness tea too, but this is actually the love tea, but I put a ton of tea in there, so it's really, really heavily steeped. <sighs> I yeah. can't even imagine the love tea that dark. Right, like that has got to be like opening up every passage in your body because it is so hot and spicy. Right, girl, bring it. 
I love it. Oh, I got I do too. So we've got delicious uh, sips in our in our cups, and this one, like I said, it reminds me of my grandpa so much. I love it. Uh, okay, so we had uh, we had woman up, and we also then beautifully went right into a long weekend, which I had no idea how much I needed it. Yeah, I did know how much I needed it, and I took every minute. I was exhausted going into the weekend, like really genuinely exhausted, like I haven't felt in a long time. Me so. too. I, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I wonder if that is because of the avatars and the experience, that whole experience being new and fresh and our minds really having to kind of even work on walking, right? I mean, we were learning to walk through the avatar wave and, you know, truly engage and interact. I, I feel like it was almost that exhaustion, like after finals. Yeah. Or, or like actually at a real conference, you know, yeah. like a, in real life conference. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if it was just that. I although the only my only devil's advocate to that is I have I've spoken with people who were outside of our industry who did not attend, and sort of everybody was sort of thinking how exhausted they were, and mm -hmm. so I'm not sure if there's like this collective consciousness right now where it's just still very heavy, yeah. and um, you know, the yeah. impacts of the world were kind of feeling it all. So, I'm not sure we will ever not feel that way in times of pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the other things. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I think for me, it was not how I feel after a conference because mm -hmm. after conferences, I am so physically exhausted mm -hmm. and I'm, I usually am fighting some sort of sick, some sort mm -hmm. of cold or flu mm -hmm. or something because I've been going, going, going and up and down on planes and yeah. I was so energized hmm. every second of that conference. Like yeah. I did not once feel that introvert's desire to sneak out, <laughs> go to my room, <laughs> like take one of my power Java naps so that I could come back out perky and, and positive again. Yeah. I didn't feel that at all. And I loved that. Like I definitely was like, okay, I need to do more of these. I need to figure out a way to create more opportunities like this in my business so that the things that I'm going to in real life are things I really, really, really want to be at. Yeah. I like that, you know? And yeah, so I, I felt like it was a weird, uh, mine was, I think, more of the mental, like the, I've just been going and in front of a screen day in and day out. And I mean, the week or two weeks before our woman up, I mean, it was, I was working 18, 19 hours on a screen. Yeah. Doing and building and creating and loving it, but still doing it. Yeah. And that's uh, sitting in front of technology for that. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, I agree, which is a good, interesting segue into our conversation about like loving yourself too, because, you know, as business owners, you know, a lot of times lately, you know, things are really going great, which means though that I am, you know, working from seven until 10 and, um, you know, three meals, you know, at the desk, you know, or take out if I'm at home, which is why I have the new, Stacey got the new Nighthawk or something, which is why I'm at home today trying to have good internet so that I can actually you, have, have a meal with the family or something, you know, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It is. And I think that that is, well, one of the things with this week's affirmation, and let me read it before we go any further. Okay. So this, this week's affirmation is, I am confidently looking in the mirror and wholeheartedly saying, I love you. 
to my divine reflection. And for those of you who have who did not do it yesterday on Moxie Monday, uh, I encourage you to take your phone with you to wherever you have a mirror in your house and just continue to say it to yourself over and over and over and over and over again. Like look into your eyes, like go where we're, oh shoot, we didn't do our breathing. <laughs> we didn't do breathing today. I was just going to say, go where Ali where leads us in our breathing so that we can see that spot. Yeah. Do you have a, a breath that would help us with that even right now? I do. Yeah. Because, and I think this is a good breath for us. It is also, if we don't have time for the meditation at the end, it's a combination. We can do both now because okay. it's really, really, and maybe one of the most important breath meditation combos that we can do. And that is the idea of breathing um, with intention from our heart into our mind, mind into heart, and really facilitating that heart-mind connection, particularly as like women who are creating, um, because we don't want to just create with our minds. We want to create from our, our deepest, innermost spot. So let's just close eyes then and um, connect feet to the earth. Maybe if you have your shoes on, just kick them off so that you can um, allow your toes to settle into the floor. Bring your awareness to the very tip of your nose and just start to feel the air entering the nose and leaving the nose. And if the mind is very active, just you can start a little mantra on top of that. And that is, I am breathing in. I am breathing out. And as we have that awareness at the very tip of the nose, start to notice how the, the mind chatter starts to melt away. And when it arises, just bring that awareness back to the tip of the nose. I am breathing in. I am breathing out. Let's take our right hand and bring it on our heart today, connecting to that rhythm beneath the heart. Noticing as the inhale, the expansion in the ribs, the lungs, and on the exhale, the contraction, just starting to find that beautiful breath wave under the palm. Now going deeper, imagine that hand just holding that heart precious as it is, like you would a diamond or the most precious gemstone you could ever imagine, priceless gemstone right there in your hand. Treating that beating heart with that same care and love you would for the most priceless, precious stone on the entire planet. Connecting to the rhythm beneath the hand, breathing. Now, when you breathe in, starting with the breath in that heart center, pull that up into the space between the brows here. So breathing in from the heart into the mind, exhaling in from the mind into the heart. Inhale, heart to mind. Exhale, mind to heart. One last time, big breath up from heart to mind. 
and exhale, mind to heart. Full exhale completely, ring out the lungs and imagine that breath going deep into the center of the chest. And then slowly flutter eyes open. Oh, it's so good. I love it. I love that. Yeah. Is it precious? Yeah, precious. Maybe not calling it a stone, but a rock hard. hard stone, but, but something precious, right? And I think that goes back to the, the intention is that, you know, I was reading, I'm reading this incredible book right now called The Return of the Bird Tribes. Look at that incredible image. I mean, come on, right? Wow. Like this book is singing to me like butter. I cannot put it down. I will probably read it a thousand times over. This is going into my top 10 books that have changed my life. But in this book by Ken Carey, one of the things that he says is when you trust yourself, you are trusting in the wisdom that designed you. Mm. Right. So, you know, it's when we don't love ourselves, we're actually not fully loving, you know, the expression of the creator that lives and breathes and moves through this world through our material bodies. Um, and so, you know, we think that we're like, you know, it's the ego loving ourselves because sometimes we see that manifesting in others, right? Where it seems like overdone or whatever. And so culturally we've been sort of taught and trained to that humility isn't, you know, it, it's, it's, we mix it up somehow, right? Yes. Well, I think that, I think that when we hear the term self-love, that we feel like that means we love ourselves more than anyone else. And that means we're egotistical. I, I feel like that's where you're going. Mm -hmm. And, and it's similar to self-care, right? And in particular for the female of the species, we've been taught to put everyone else before us mm. in, in order to be a good girl. Yeah. Like we have to put ourselves last in order to be considered good. Yeah. And I mean, we're dispelling that. It's showing time and time. I mean, honest to goodness, like if you look at even how we're aging as, as we as a society have started to put in more time around self-care, whether it's women um, taking more time to move their bodies or, you know, give themselves a facial or take a walk by themselves, whatever. I mean, my grandma at my age, she looked like an old lady. I mean, she did. She looked like an old lady. I mean, she, it's just a different generation, but I do think a lot of it has to do with it was everything. It was so focused on everything else and everyone else in that, in pre previous generations that even taking the time to do, you know, rituals for, for ourselves, it's just, it's changed. And I think it's people just fear it going to the other side, like, oh gosh, you're going to be some selfish, crazy, egotistical person yeah. when the whole point is simply filling our soul tanks so that we can serve others at an even higher, more joy-filled level. And when we embrace that, right, yeah. it's beautiful. I I do, we, we talk about, and um, I know Steph, was it Stephanie that said it uh, at one of her events, the that self-care is strategic? Yeah. Like, I, I love seeing that float around as well. I think that it's such a great reminder. Like if we're 
going to live long, healthy, beautiful lives. We need to do that. And and today's topic really is about it's it's not only about self love. It's actually loving the whole package. Yeah. Right. Not going. Yeah. I love myself, but like actually loving this beautiful divine package you come in. Yeah. I mean, I think that's it's so crazy. Like that to me is the very embodiment embodiment of empowerment. Right. Is when we are in our power and that we understand that this is our um, vehicle for the spirit or the soul to manifest, create and walk through this world. And, you know, when we um, we diminish that by, um, you know, in all kinds of ways. Um, but, you know, it's easier said than done, you know. So it's well, it is. It isn't. It isn't. It is. It's easier said than done if you allow the world to define what you're supposed to look like. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I mean, if you, they, they've done so many studies. I, I remember reading something almost a decade ago now. Gosh, could it be 20 years ago? But Dove was doing some research and they had, they showed how they had introduced a mirror and a television to these tribes in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And how over the period of uh, just a matter of weeks and months and years, the women, how they felt about themselves, how they started covering themselves up, how they started wanting to do more to beautify who they were was skyrocketing mm-hmm. once they saw their reflection and then saw what they're s- supposed to look like because somebody on TV looks that way. And it's really, yeah. it's, it's a fascinating time, I think. I feel like there was a, another common thing theme during Woman Up, which was like, ditch the perfection. I love Tara Nicole's talk about, you know, that is pre-COVID thinking. Yeah. Right? Perfectionism, trying yeah, to be perfect. Yeah, that yeah. was one. And, and I think that if we... We're lagging. Are we lagging? Do we have a little bit of a delay? I... I I, I lost you there for a quick second. I don't know if you're losing me too, but I think that we're we're saying the same thing. Like, yes, <laughs> the like the ditching the senseless hustle, ditching the the desire for perfection. I think that it will be easier for us as a collective. Um, there's a lot more people who have a, an additional layer on their bodies right now because of their COVID lifestyle. 100. percent And people who've never thought about their weight are thinking about their weight. And I think that they're finally going, well, I don't want to think about my weight. Yeah. And, you know, there's, you know, there's women out there who are like me, who basically I think about all of that every day and about 90, oh, 98% of women don't like the way they look according to the research. Like Mm -hmm. only 2% of us actually look in the mirror and go, Hey, (laughs) Hey baby. Uh, Naturally. Yeah. There's a week, but we can train our brains. We can do certain things. And that's what, so uh, Dr. Caroline Lipo, I've mentioned a few times on the show, she is a, a theologian and a neuroscientist. And she talks about the anterior singular cortex and it, this negative self-critical part of our brain that is actually larger in women. Mm-hmm. And so she actually has done the research on, uh, you know, multiple femme brains, if you will. And there are some women who have figured out a hack hmm. and it's consistent. And, and she shares, I don't know, she shares a, a, a few more than I put in the blog post, but the first is 
um, recognizing the beauty in our imperfections. Mm -hmm. I, um, I have this, I don't know, I don't know if you won't be able to see it on the podcast, but I have this, um, this mole on my neck and I've had it since I was at born, right? Mm -hmm. And for years I was like, I got to figure out how to hide that. Like I gotta hide it. I gotta, you know, I have to put it. I have to put it under makeup or put it under a necklace or something because it. My if this isn't perfect and creamy and vanilla or perfect and tan and all the same, then there's something wrong with it, right? Mm -hmm. Like now I'm like I've got this beauty mark. Mm -hmm. This like it looks like a shape of a heart too. Is it in the shape of a heart? No, I don't think so. But yeah. I love her now. Now I'm like, I love her because now she has, a, I've changed my perspective. And so for those of you listening or watching, like what, what's your beauty mark, right? What is that thing about you? Is it an eyebrow? Is it your nose? Is it your big toe? Like what are those things that you're constantly talking down to yourself about? And how can you just reframe those and find beauty in the imperfection? Do, do you have something that comes to mind? You know, I know. I mean, I think I fall more into the category of I've always been fit, um, you know, and so this COVID body is different because I have the, I had the perfect storm of COVID plus really officially going into menopause at the same time. So it's yes. the whole thing sort of swirling together. And I'm not sure if it's which one it is, but it's the yes and, right? That's uh, giving me a different shape and a different look altogether. Um, <laughs> Curvaceous. Yeah, you know, and honestly, like, you know, I'm kind of, uh, you know, I've always been kind of comfortable in my skin. So for me, like, it's kind of like, oh, dang, there's more of me to love. So I uh, am trying to, um, I'm trying to just kind of own it. It's know? a work in progress. It is. Um, I have another funny one <laughs> that uh, for years, so in grade school, for me, there was this girl, her name was Angie. Ange, Angela, I loved her. She had the per the most perfect feet, mm. and I don't. I'm not a I'm not a foot person. Like I don't like feet touching me. Um, I'm sure it stems from my sissy. It, who, if she's listening, she knows exactly. She would crawl into my bed and put her sticky little kid feet all over me when we were sleeping, and I hated it. So I'm not a foot fetish person, but yeah. she always had like cute sandals and her toes were always painted perfectly. And I loved her feet, right? Yeah. It was like, Oh, look. Yeah. And I always thought her feet, all, her toes all looked the same. Like they were all the same shape. And I have, my, my big toes are different. Oh. And, and I never realized that until I was an adult as to why I was always like, Oh, well, I like her feet. I don't like mine. Well, her feet were like symmetrical, my feet. And this is going to like, my left foot is my dad's big toe. And my right foot is my mom's big toe. Oh my gosh. I love that. It is now it's like, I'm so thankful. I have these feet mm. where I used to not like my feet. I didn't, it didn't call it like that they were asymmetrical, but I remember just thinking if only like my second toe was larger than my other toe, or like, I always wanted my feet to be different. It's so random, but because my feet weren't like that foot. Oh, wow. That's so funny. I, I guess I, I you're saying that. And I'm like, yeah, I actually, I have a total thing with my hair. That's totally true. My oh. hair is dry. And so I have like this perpetual thing for like to have silky hair and I will not have silky hair. And especially because it's curly and it's gray and I have thyroid problems. So it's, I mean, like it's never going to be that, but it's fine. I'm trying to own it. Yes. And that's what this is all about. 
It's all about looking, like just digging deep and saying, like, how can I look at these imperfections, as I call them, as we call them to ourselves, and find the true beauty? Because the reality is, is that other people, like I look at your hair right now, I'm like, you have, you have rad hair. Your yeah. hair looks amazing. I'm not doing anything to it anymore. I don't even dry it and I don't curl it. I do nothing anymore. Yeah. And it, 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 as God intended, it looks fantastic. So we, if we can start flipping that self-talk around the imperfections, that's yeah. one of the first keys, of course, to this whole mirror, mirror on the wall, you know, help me love myself at all. Um, yeah. And then the second is she lives by a clear set of values and sees them in her reflection. And okay. I love that. Oh, I love that too, because that is, again, we've said this before, Happiness is alignment of thought, word, and deed, period. Yes. yes. I think yes. the time when we have shame or loathing or hatred, when we look at ourselves, it's because our inner and our outer don't match. Yes. And we feel like we're living a lie or something, right? And so being really, really clear about, here's the thing is too, is I think people have fear that they're going to be rejected or whatever with truth, but I actually I disagree. I think that sometimes um, the truth is actually what saves everybody. Um, if we can just be like really honest about, you know, like I'm not feeling this or, you know, whatever. And if our people that we're doing life with um, and in business, particularly too in business, you know, having those kinds of conversations that are harder because then everybody just knows where they stand, you know, and you can get to the root much faster and get out of the surface stuff right? Which actually is what disconnects us from each other. Correct. And when we're trying to be somebody that we're not meant to be, when we're trying to put someone else's purpose or someone else's values over ourselves, it's so much harder to live. And I think, I think we feel like there's more freedom in following someone else's blueprint when in reality, it is so much more difficult. It yeah. is exhausting. And, and once you do step into your, whatever your version of your, you know, crazy red hair and your Frankie dresses and your, your rings and your tea and your wine, like, what are your things? What yeah. are those elements that you're like, these really are me. And yeah. I love being me because yeah. I am attracting the most amazing women and men into my world who are like, Ooh, I like that too. And yeah. and every year I feel like I embrace something else that I've not necessarily even kept hidden, but thought, well, I haven't even talked about that. Well, I love that. I'm going to talk yeah. about that. Yeah. And then I find a whole bunch of new friends who, yeah. who are like, oh my gosh, I love that too. I love that. Yes. Well, like not so long ago, I said something, you know, actually you on that, um, on my Instagram, I said like how I love wild women, right? Mm. You know, and then I saw on the chat later, but, um, you know, I can't see that I can't really respond in the chat the way that we have this thing set up. But um, the um, for me, the wild woman is free. Right. Yes. It's that to me is what the wild woman is. It's the one who is not trying to wear the mask, the, the persona anymore of. You know, you say you call it the good girl, but there's lots of different archetypes and masks, you know, that we all wear um, at different moments. Um, but it's really just saying enough and cracking that mask and just showing up um, wild and free. And yeah. that is what I love. And you can see the spark in people 
And a lot of times the spark comes first and then it's immediately shut down by expectation or social norms or whatever. But when you, yeah, but when you can see it in somebody, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's magnetic. It truly is. Like I'm listening to burning woman uh, for a second time. (laughs) You are. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I find with audiobooks, I need to listen to them a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And I love when she is talking about, you know, being the good girl. Cause that was, that's totally me when I was a kid. Like I, I wanted to make sure that my parents were proud of me. Yeah, me too. And you know, I, I, my sister was, she's been a, a wild free spirit her whole life. I mean, I don't know if she would say that about herself, but definitely from my perspective, like she has really walked this planet in with a level or a different type of confidence, I should say, than I have ever known still. I mean, she just has this beautiful freedom about her to, to be who she is, to try different things. And, you know, she has lived different versions of happiness in, in different chapters of her life that to others seems really frustrating. But to me, it's like, Oh my God, she's on another adventure. Mm. (laughs) Like she, there she is. Like she's trying something different. Like Mm -hmm. who are we to say that it's supposed to be this one way. And once you do this, it's forever. And Oh my gosh, don't ever try to ever think about anything different. Um, she really embodies that, that level of freedom. And I mean, there's things, there's negative things that come along with having that freedom as yeah. well, right? The the naysayers and and the people who just simply don't get you. But I think that the once you find the people who remind you that there is a safe, sacred space to be free, yeah, those other it's you learn that they the other people's opinions of you are none of your business. Well, and here's the thing: is you were talking about the women in our brain, right? And how we have that part of our brain that is actually hardwired, you know, to be harder on ourselves, if you will. Yes. You know, the other part of that story with the brain science stuff is the fact that, um, and again, I know enough to be dangerous, but what they're starting to say is that one of the best way to keep your your brain um, healthy and firing is by learning new things, right? Yes. It's repetitive patterns, and I'm not talking about the controls, but I'm talking in about the things where we don't learn, right? Where we're not expanding, where, we, where we're staying stagnant, that that stagnant stuff is actually what keeps our, that makes our brains unhealthy also. Yes. And so it's really, really important to push boundaries and limits and to challenge and to read and to puzzle and to play and all of those things because it's actually where the rewiring of the neurons is happening. So we actually are getting smarter and healthier when we are expanding and learning. Um, And I love that. Um, I think that's just goes right into it, right? So, you know, and if we look at nature's blueprint, right, and know that nothing is really ever, everything is in constant motion and transformation, then that's not quite so scary, right? Because it's changing, we're either just proactively changing it with intent, or we're reacting to the changes that are happening. Yes. And so it's, are you the driver? Are you the co-pilot? You know, and, you know, well, the, the beauty of the brain is that we can train it and that we can, it, we can expand our mind. And 
when it, for those of you who have not, I'll drop in the link to Dr. Caroline Lee's podcast. It's so good. It's so much fun. Uh, and she, she always tackles these really just amazing topics, uh, again, about the brain health. And she's, you know, of course, the typical things like, you know, eat, eat well, <laughs> don't drink too much booze or caffeine, yeah. all, all of the things that we all know create a, a better space. But she actually talks about how we have the ability to turn these negative black branches that grow in our brain. We have the ability to flip that. It, yeah. It's, but it takes, a, it takes work, it right? Does. It takes work to have a healthy brain. And I, so many times, so many, so many conversations leading up to woman up, I was saying the, the, we can do hard things. Like this might seem insane, but you were screaming and crying and kicking your feet in the air that you had to do your meetings on zoom. And now all you want to do is have this on zoom. So you, you learned something new mm -hmm. in the last six months. So you yeah. can learn something new in, you know, in this avatar world, but there are certain people who put up those self-limiting thoughts. And when, when you start to see what the, the beautiful, beautiful side about trying something different, I think that's when you kind of have that taste, right? We talk about it when it comes to success, when people have experienced a certain level of success in their life, at least once they know what it tastes like and they go after it again. That's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so we're expanding our mind by reading or puzzling. Where were we talking about puzzles? I feel like Puzzles have come up a few times lately. Um. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I like. I actually am a puzzler. I actually love a puzzle, but I also love business because for me, business is just one giant puzzle. Like, how does this all fit together? It's a problem, a series of problems that needs solutions or solutions. Um, but I think that's the reason why I actually like what I do is because it's it's very um, creative that way. Yes. Um, there is another series on Gaia, um, which is kind of an interesting um, channel to check out, but it's called Rewired. And it's talking about how you actually rewire your brain. Mm. Um, and I love it because it is sort of pulling in yoga and science and um, all of the stuff together. Um, but that is, um, yeah, I mean, especially now, I think, you know, we're, there's a lot of people who are, are sort of like having this intuition um, you know, that there's something more. Um, and I like this idea that the brain is the processor for, you know, divine intelligence. Um, yes. More like a radio transmitter than it is necessarily, um, you know, who we are. Um, that makes all kinds of sense to me. Um, and um, yeah, no, it's. Well, I think that for, for so long, we've always, we've connected the emotion of love with our heart, but we know our heart is not what makes us love someone. Yep. Right. It actually is our, our mind and our brain isn't our mind. There is a separation. Right. And I think that we're slowly learning so much about ourselves, about these bodies that we walk on this planet with, and that we're realizing that, that how we've, we've created these connections to these organs, if you will. And when we what we're really talking about is that spirit, right? This beautiful okay. spirit that is in us, that is, helps us connect the red threads between us and other people and creates those emotions, whether they're the, you know, on the happy spectrum or the frustrating spectrum or the, you know, sad or angry spectrum, all of these emotions we're able to experience through these human beings, right? And that, that is, again, if, when we're, when we step into self-love, when we look in the mirror and we're like, I love you, like, I love you, this, like, we are, we are doing this. We are experiencing this 
this human existence together that it actually allows us to experience the love, the anger, the joy, the, the frustration, all on different levels, right? And we can create those moments. Oh, I mean, who doesn't want more? I love what you just said, though. I don't know if you if you picked up on this or not, but you when you were talking about looking in the mirror and said, we can do this. To me, the um, the wisdom in that is understanding that, um, you know, we have the material body, you know, the ego, right? And we have our the seat of the soul at the heart, right? Our, you know, the the thing that unites everything. And it is the unity in those halves that make the whole, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's also what makes us so, um, what makes humans um, so miraculous. And that means any human, period, right? Yes. If you are in a human body, you are a miracle, <laughs> you know? I don't care what kind of body, I don't care any of it, whether it's a high functioning body or a low functioning body or a high vibrating body or a low vibrating body. If you are actually in skin, you are a miracle. And so the work then is uniting and seeing that those two halves becoming whole and one. And to me, like that is the, the song of the wind right now is for people to remember that and to wake up to that, you know, to their own beauty. I completely agree, which is leads right into that. The third point that Dr. Leek was making that really, truly resonated with me. And that was that the women who find a way to naturally step into that confidence, into that self-love through, through work, but that becomes more of a natural state are women who give themselves the same grace and use the same filter they use on others, on themselves. Mm. And, and how I took that and how I walked through that was this, this question that I asked my community. And that was, okay, have you ever broken off a friendship with someone because they gained weight, got acne or had a scar on their body? No. No, of course not. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who only want perfect people in their world, but I'm not talking to them. Like yeah. they still have a whole lot of other work to do before they're even going to sit down, have a cup of tea with us. Like hopefully we're planting a little, a, a few seeds here, but for heaven's sakes, I mean, if, if we wouldn't do that to someone else, how, why are we doing it to ourselves? I know it's crazy. crazy. It's that filter, that filter that we use that is so grace filled and so loving when we look at other people that especially as we go through this, this journey, Molly, I feel like I catch myself so much faster when I am making a judgment, even of somebody, a character on TV. I totally agree. Yeah. It's so weird. Like I was walking yesterday and, um, there was this show. I, I'm not going to remember the exact name of it. It was kind of a cable show. And it was this, this beautiful model who died, but then was sent back into back down to earth in the body of a woman who was a plus size gal, beautiful woman. But this, the whole story, it was like, don't, don't lie to me or something. Anyways, the, yeah. the show, like it pulled me in because it was this woman who had to learn to live her, her life through this body that was basically twice the size of the body that she started on planet with. Mm, yeah. And, and I think about this actress when, 
when I'm having these, when I'm challenging myself, because I think in the show, she has this like amazing, this beautiful Ken doll yeah. guy that she, herself, her spirit is, was going to marry and all. And even as a person who finds myself enlightened, I was like, oh, that feels kind of awkward. Like, yeah. even though this woman, this beautiful woman, because she isn't, she didn't look like a traditional blonde, big boob, unreasonably sized waist Barbie. Like she somehow didn't fit with someone that looked like that. And I thought, dang it, dang it, dang it. Like this is the work right here. Like even judging a stupid character on TV, like start there. Start yeah. There. Oh, it's so crazy. Well, I mean, I just, my thoughts when I hear you speak about that are like the Venus of um, Willendorf, right? It's the one of the first primordial figures of the female form. And it is a basically round ball with a head and big boobs, right? And the really full belly because the woman is the creatrix, right? And the womb is so sacred. It's the place where the magic happens, where the, the whole universe is created. And so, you know, when we look at women who have these full round bodies, even our mother, our mother earth, right? The really around sphere, you know, like there's a part of me, like my self-talk is when I see myself in the mirror and instead of being um, a little bit more chiseled, which I have been in the past, I'm much more round. And um, I'm like, okay, this is it, right? This is the the womb, the, the, the roundness of the mother, you know, who creates and maybe yes. it's just part of it. Now for the women out there who are creating and you are not having the extra meat on your bones, we love you too, right? But this is again, just trying to, because so much of the self negative self-talk is about, you know, the extra weight. Yes. Um, yes. But to your point, I mean, I had girlfriends in grade school and high school who were rail thin and they always wanted curves. And so I think that part of part of the journey is, is becoming one with who you are, not who you want to be or who you think you should be or who the media is telling you is the ultimate version of you because it's, it's all false. And it's it all something, you know, all false. Yes. Exactly. The billion dollar. I mean, in burning women, when Lucy says, I, I don't even remember what chapter it is. It has to be like maybe three or four when she's talking about, I realized that I paint my face an odd shade of beige every day. And when she said that, I was like, that is so ridiculously true. Yeah. Like, I don't know when foundation became a requirement for women, but when you think about all the other things they talk about, how women are only sexy when their legs are smooth and their armpits are shaved and their face is flawless and their their um, vagina hair is perfectly coiffed like they <laughs> yeah. cannot i mean even saying vagina is like there's probably some people going oh my gosh you just said the, the jj i like, love how you just said it i feel like i have like a that was like a small win for all womankind to be able to say well and it's so interesting because you think about all these things that we've been told we need to do in order to be a sexier version of ourselves and really ultimately what it's saying is look like you're a five-year-old well, because guess what sexy actually is? Sexy for me, at least, is confidence. And that's why it's like when you see somebody who is comfortable in their own skin and they own it, right? To me, that is what is, I mean, like irresistible. It's not the other things. 
that doesn't um it's it's when someone walks in in the room and they have an air of of something um that is what i'm drawn to um so it's totally a thousand percent um accurate. <laughs> it looks like we're cracking janet up <laughs> well, oh, you know I, I mean these are the conversations that i i i'm so excited to have more and more and more of as i get older where even like so in burning woman she even talks like she's a very um seemingly shy woman right yeah. like she has kind of lived in this very the the safer side of women and as she's getting older she's writing more and doing more and she wrote has the has the medicine woman come out i don't know if that's actually come out or not um so yeah sorry i'm at home um has she come out as a medicine woman is that what you said so so she she says kind of eludes into her in the burning woman that she's writing a book called medicine woman oh, but, yeah. but what i love about her her honesty her vulnerability about who she's always tried to be and and i think that's probably why i keep using the term good girl because that's that was she really uses that a lot in the book and i even like i'm trying to stop saying it to my dog yeah Oh yeah. <laughs> like, like why do, like even talking to my dog, I'm like, oh, you're such a good girl. Like, really? Like yeah, no, uh, now I'm like, you bring so much joy to this room when you do that. Like, even just shifting my words with my dog. Yeah. And and remembering like it's not it isn't these labels. We we shouldn't have to look and feel like we're five in order to walk the planet as a sexy being. And and to be confident in our in, in our spirit, right? Yeah. The uh, the, the the term confident comfortable in your own skin always kind of creeps me out. It reminds me of like Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> I use it all the time. And it just like reminds me of like the skin suit. Oh, I don't want to rip you. <laughs> this is what I see the like little cloudy. You know? with a lotion, the lotion on the skin. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, same conversation. Like what the what? Like we have officially gone off our rocker. You've had way too much tea. Way too much wellness tea. I think that the ultimate is that if we can have inspired even one one person on this planet to put themselves on the list of the things they love, yeah, it has been an hour well spent. Because I agree that is what it's all about and if that is you and you are listening or you're watching the replay like pass it on pass that confident self-loving sassafras on because we all need more of her all yeah. of us and again like i think the trigger is as soon as we start to notice that when we're looking for god outside or you know beauty outside that we all know that we will forever be chasing our tail if we're always looking out, but the real work and the work in this moment is actually to look in um, and to see it. And when we can see that beauty and that sovereignty in ourselves, then we actually become a force for others to start to wake up. Um, and so just flip, flip it. Priority, right? So flip it. Yes, flip it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's a good place to end, I think. Flip it. Flip it upside flip down. It. Uh, so I know you kind of mentioned we're doing the, the breathing and the meditation in one. Is that, are we done? Yeah, we can so be done. Do one well, more. Okay. okay. No, I'm good. I'm good with that. I'm breathing in and breathing out. I'm breathing in and breathing out. I use that all the time. And yeah. I love the reminders of seeing my breath going from here to here, 
Yeah. It's such a great reminder because if we can train our brains to see that breath, if we can train our minds to follow that flow, it, yep. we're not thinking about anything else. We're in the moment. I think that's so beautiful. All right, my yeah. friends. So next week, same time, same bat channel. Um, and I think we're going to be doing a Facebook Live on the Woman Up group on Friday. Okay. Uh, and then again next Friday to do kind of like a big celebration party. We'll probably have at least day one and day two recapped by next Friday. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to a couple of really fun Facebook lives until I go on vacation. I can't wait. That's good for you to go away. So. Uh, the, the water is calling. She is, the, the sirens in the water are calling me. Yeah, we, were, we went to the beach this weekend. My daughter's like, can we go to the beach? I was like, yes, yes, we can. Let's go. Yes. Oh, I love that. I, I Sometimes I wish I had a daughter that said, mom, can we go to the beach? Well, this <laughs> kicking everybody's butts. So yeah, we have to take more mental health than we would normally have taken because they're, you know, just, it is what it is. So I hear you, my friend. Well, thank you for an amazing conversation. I loved it. I love all of the little... <laughs> The little rabbit holes and side places we always go it's, yeah. it is what we were meant to talk about today so i appreciate that and did i go an entire episode without one shut out in my new super hawk or whatever it is or super, super hawk <laughs> yes i do believe so i think there is maybe one or two little short lags but whoa nothing like six months ago wow. three months ago yeah all right so, well done. All right, everyone. Have a great week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Take care. Thank you for spilling the tea with Molly and me today. It was our heart's desire to provide a lens for focus, a place to uncover the opportunities that abound, and create a moment to embrace grace and gratitude as we celebrate the beauty that is swirling all around us. To connect with us, head on over to our current collaboration site, moxieonfire.com, and sign up for updates. That's moxieonfire.com. Let's all go forth and lead with love, trust, and faith.